This is Glenda Meekins welcoming you to The Light of Christ. Today we have Dr. Edward Suri with us. Welcome, Dr. Suri. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Dr. Suri is a theologian, author, and well-known Catholic speaker who appears regularly on EWTN. He's also the host of the acclaimed film series, Symbolon, The Catholic Faith Explained. He's written several best-selling books, and his latest book from last year was Into His Likeness, Be Transformed as a Disciple. And as we approach Lent, his book is an excellent jumping-off point, and then we'll get into his newest book coming up. So to become like Christ, Dr. Sri, you know, it, he really has to be at the center of everything we do. But in the rush of daily life, how do you do that? How, how do you do that in the midst of family, children, work? Yeah, I tell the story in the book about how there are many people who follow Jesus from a distance in his public ministry. You know, they, they are excited when he teaches because he's a good speaker. They, they watch his miracles, and he does all these signs and wonders. But, but there are a few that actually followed him as a disciple. Mm -hmm. uh, and those are the ones that really were committed. Those are the ones that were following him, not for what do, do I get out of it? What's in it for me? When is it interesting? When is it convenient to serve? No, no, no. It's about, no, I, I see something in this Jesus. He's more than just an interesting religious figure, a teacher. He's God. And if he really is God, then I got to give him everything. <laughs> and so I tell the story about my own life in my young adult years. My faith was always important to me. I, I never really left the church. And, you know, I went to church on Sunday. I was involved in my parish. I was probably doing a lot more in my faith life and my college and young adult years than most people were, you know, <laughs> so I could pat myself on the back and I was pro-life. <laughs> I'm really orthodox. This is great, you know. But, but if I had to be honest, there were other things that were more important to me than my, my relationship with Jesus. I mean, Jesus was a part of my life, but he wasn't number one. I mean, mm. things like my career and advancing in the corporation, making money. That I have to be honest. That that you know, I, I, if you ask me, is Jesus more important than your career? I would say, okay, yeah, of course, Jesus. But deep down, I, mm. I put a lot of energy in my career. I put a lot of energy in my social life and having a girlfriend, having a lot of friends, playing in a band. You know, these are all <laughs> things that took up all my attention. And yes, I said prayers and I tried to be a good person. But I didn't seek out God and His plan for my life each day. It was more, I wanted to use God to help me achieve my goals in life and what I wanted to do. <laughs> and it was a dramatic moment of really coming to that realization that, no, God's plans, uh, uh, his, his dream for my life is much bigger than anything I could dream of, and, and, and I want to surrender to Him. Uh, so I think that's, that's probably the key for being a disciple. Are you willing to have Jesus not just a part of your life, but the very center? Who's really the Lord of your life? Is it you, your career, your reputation, how you appear on social media? Is that really what drives you, you know, or is it really seeking Jesus? Well, and those are all good questions, and they're, I think, the most difficult, you know, to surrender oneself completely. We have this sense of we need to be in control. We need, All the messages, the secular messages are, you know, the power, success, you have to be in control of your life. And really, God was, you know, Christ was always revolutionary, right? You know, he was, he, that wasn't the idea. The idea was for this complete surrender so that we could become disciples who go out and make disciples. And I think that's an idea that Catholics are also very uncomfortable with, you know, talking to others about God and Christ and our faith. Um, and, and you've written a study on that as well. Who am I to judge where we kind of almost, um, you know, it's almost like a cop-out, you know, well, for me, this is my belief. And we really confine God to our own, really, limitations of how much we're willing to commit. 
you know, yeah, to him. Yeah, I think, yeah, that book, Who Am I to Judge, it gets to that big question of moral relativism in our culture where so many good Catholics are afraid to say that there's anything right or wrong. So we, we hide our faith, we just never get into all the tough moral issues, and I want to just help good-hearted people, good Christians, good people of goodwill who aren't even Christians, but certainly Catholics, to have confidence that we can say that there are things that are right or wrong and still be friends with the people we disagree with. In fact, I'm convinced I'll have a better friendship with people if I can be honest with them and say, hey, I I think this is wrong. You know, I love you, and, you know, you and I might disagree on this issue, and that's okay, you know, but I really think this is wrong, you know, and, I, and to be able to disagree and realize dis- I disagree doesn't mean I hate you. <laughs> uh, and and what, instead, what happens is nobody talks about the things that matter most in life. Mm-hmm. You know, who, uh, what brings us happiness? What is success? What is a good life like? What does it mean to be a good husband, a good father, a good mother, a good wife? What does it mean to be a good friend? Uh, w- w- these are these are the most fundamental questions of life, and nobody talks about this anymore because everyone's so afraid of, of offending someone. But I'll be honest, I've got friends who aren't of the Catholic background. I've got friends who are of a, a secular background. And, and I feel like I can have a legitimate, real friendship with them because we're honest with each other. I, and I remember talking to these two lesbians on a plane, and, you know, I'd share with them, this is what the Catholic Church teaches, and here's why. You know, but I still respect you. You know, I can respect you, and, you know, we, we can have a conversation about it. And they loved it that I was willing to hmm. go there and just stand up for truth, but in a loving way. And, and, and we had this amazing conversation for the whole plane ride, and it was very respectful, and, and that's what we need to do. Instead, what happens is we show up at Thanksgiving dinner, and we just never talk about the things that matter in life. Uh, and we show up at the workplace, and, and we think that that's building unity, but it's not. It's all just, we're all just being superficial with each other. Uh, Jesus doesn't want that for us. He wants us to be friends. He wants us to grow in unity, even with people we disagree with. So let's, let's joyfully and compassionately have courage to talk about our faith, but in a humble and compassionate way. Another thing you mentioned in, your, in that book, Into His Likeness, Be Transformed as a Disciple, is you talk about the healing that takes place, you know, in, in, in these relationships and our relationship with God um, and that healing that, you know, God has to come in and sort of take over to live and move and have our being, so to speak, you know, to have his way with us. You know, I look at Lent as an exercise to help me get better at, at doing that, at letting him in. Can you share a little bit about that subject, um, you know, right before we get into your, your newest book that's coming out? Yeah, I think that's one of the great things about Lent, is that the Church gives us this season each year to do something that helps draw us closer to Jesus, to make us more open to His grace working in our life, whether it's making a sacrifice, we give something up, or whether it's various devotions we do, maybe like going to Stations of the Cross, or maybe going to Mass, Mm -hmm. or some more extra time for prayer. All these things help us to encounter God more in our life, to be more open to His Spirit working in us so we can experience the change that He wants to work in our lives. Well, that leads us beautifully into um, a helpful mindset for Lent in your newest study, No Greater Love, A Biblical Walk Through Christ's Passion. Can you give us a little sneak peek into that um, book and study? Oh, I am. I'm so excited. It's going to, the, it's going to print right now, so it'll be available before Lent, uh, and you can get that at ascension.com. Uh, or on my website, which is edwards3.com, just my name, uh, both places there. But I'm so excited about the study. It's been on my heart for a long time. Every Holy Week, I, I, for the last six years, I've been thinking, I hope I have time to do this project, hmm. which is simply walking with Jesus from Gethsemane 
to Calvary and just really unpacking all that the Gospel accounts tell us about that. There's so many little details in there that really open up for us the beauty of God's love for us, what Jesus endured for us, and gives us lots of rich encouragement and application and challenges for our daily lives today. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. So the, it, it's a book uh, that'll, that'll be available, and you can just read it as a book. But we also did a video series, so it's like one of those video Bible study oh, programs, um, kind of like Biblical Walks of the Mass or mm-hmm. Walking with Mary, these other programs I've done. But we filmed. What's really awesome about this, we filmed in Jerusalem, and mm-hmm. we got to film right where these scenes unfolded. So I'm teaching, for example, at in Gethsemane, and we're looking at these olive trees that you know, are over a century old, and their root systems go all the way back to the time of Jesus. So it's like, wow, we're coming in contact with Jesus here. We go to the rock, traditionally believed to be where Jesus prayed in his agony in the Mm. garden. Uh, We get to go to Caiaphas's house. We walk the streets of Jerusalem, remembering his carrying of the cross. We we, we filmed at Calvary. I mean, it's just, it was, it's so moving, I think, for people to encounter the biblical stories, but then they're going to encounter it on this visual pilgrimage and seeing the places where Christ's passion unfolded. You know, there was a beautiful um, excerpt that said, um, speaking about the book, that said, Jesus is pursuing us throughout the passion narrative. He was thinking of us in the agony in the garden, loving us as he carried his cross, understanding and loving this wonderful love story is what no greater love is about. And I I'm so excited about it, um, you know, because we look at the, we. this is something we revisit each year, the passion of our Lord during the Lenten season, and to to look at it through the eyes of love, which I think we always do, but this, this feels different, the way that you're approaching it. Yeah, you know, we call it the passion of Christ, and the word passion is from the Latin passio for suffering, so we always think about the pain Jesus endured for us. And that's right there at the center of everything. But Pope Benedict invites us to go even deeper. And, and he says that the, the, the passion of Christ is all about Christ's passionate love for us, that Christ loves us with all the passion of a true love. Mm-hmm. And he's so passionately in love with us that he's willing to take on suffering and to sacrifice for us so that we can be reunited with him. And if, as you know, like in a marriage or any good relationship, a good friendship, Love is not about feelings. It's about the commitment and the sacrifice. And that's what you see exhibited most profoundly in Christ's passion. So I'm constantly making application to our own personal lives, to our friendship, to our daily lives in the workplace, to marriage, to family, and showing how Jesus is our model. So if we want to be better friends and better husbands and better moms and better fathers, turn to Jesus, but turn to him especially in his passion. And there you'll find the key for unlocking what true love really is. And that that's what I'm trying to do uh, in that. And I'm also I'm going through all the biblical prophecies step by step. You're just seeing prophecies and uh, hopes from the Jewish people of the first century all coming to fulfillment. You know, there's there's so many great things that you find step by step in Christ's passion. Wow, you're making me so excited for this study and just for this year's Lenten journey. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Sri. We really appreciate it. Oh, I'm so grateful. I can't wait to be coming there to to the parish and, and, and being able to be with you all right in the midst of Lent. So I hope I hope we'll get to meet many of the listeners. If anyone hears this program, come up and introduce yourself, because I want to be able to say hi to you <laughs> when I come to Oviedo in March. Yes, Dr. Suri will be coming to Most Precious Blood Catholic Church in Oviedo for a Lenten mission Friday, March 29th, and Saturday, March 30th, speaking on these same topics and more. So go to ovidocatholic.org for tickets or call 407-365-3231. 